Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 216 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. Allie and Becky here, and we are talking all things holiday celebrations, food inspiration, and some food as medicine tips to get you successfully through the holiday season, as well as some table talk and holiday <laughs> activities. I know it's been a huge request of a lot of you as you are gathering with family members or even maybe doing some virtual meetups and such of now that we're a year out about from what I love to call the bad season and wish would transition back into, you know, not the bad season, but it's prolonging, uh, you know, how to converse around COVID in in this holiday time and uh, come together in ways that don't provoke anxiety and fear. Yes. Even if Thanksgiving looks really different for you this year, which I know for many of us, we're not traveling as much or having as many people as we might there are definitely still ways to, one, make it magical, yes. and two, make sure that you don't fall off of your food as medicine diet. Most definitely. So before we get into, and we're going to share our recipe lineup for yeah. this Thanksgiving, so uh, hopefully we get this to you in time to make your grocery list. We'll be providing just favorite tips and approaches as well as some lifestyle stuff so i think today will be a fun maybe you don't need as much of your nerdo brain on today but (laughs) still maybe your pen and paper for some ideas and suggestions uh before we get into things let's have a word from our opening sponsor wild foods yes we absolutely love wild foods this is a company that puts quality sustainability and health first in everything that they put out so Everything from coffee to turmeric to medicinal mushrooms, their amazing cocotropic cacao powder, every single product is painstakingly sourced from small farms around the world. And they take their mission very seriously to fix the broken food system and believe like we do that real food is medicine. Yes. So they've partnered with us to give you guys an exclusive discount when you go to wildfoods.co, that's .co, and use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout, you will save 12% off your order. And as Becky mentioned, these are really our favorite kind of pantry staples that we keep in the household. So from their uh, hand harvested whole vanilla beans, which we'll be using a lot yeah, of in this yeah baking yep. season. Anything <laughs> you know from pumpkin to panna cotta, and you name it, uh, they are fantastic because they provide a nice aromatic powdered form without that alcohol extraction. They have uh, cacao butter wafers, which I love to use in like a cacao uh, with cocoa powder also, or the cocoa tropics, which incorporates medicinal mushroom and maca and turmeric, so anti-inflammatory brain boost. Blending that up for a seasonal hot cocoa with some essential oil peppermint would be a fantastic like candy cane mocha deal. (laughs) They have our favorite matcha on the market. Their wild matcha is ceremonial grade. 
And then as Becky mentioned, 10 different tea blends, all really fantastic. Some caffeinated, some caffeine free, like their coconut chai, which would be a fantastic add-in for the season. This is a blend of ginger, coconut flakes, cloves, safflower, and even chili flakes. So it's got a nice little kick, great expectorant to break up mucus and phlegm, um, and a nice way to kind of round out your day with that red rooibos in there. So anyway, go on over to wildfoods.co, use the code AllieMillerRD at checkout, and you will save 12% off your order while letting them know that you found out about them through the Naturally Nourished podcast. All right, so let's dive in and just talk kind of general support um, and some food as medicine for everything from regulating blood sugar to helping with satiety and hormone balance to supporting the immune system through the holidays. Yes. So, you know, with functional medicine, it's always this food as medicine, double-edged sword, equally looking at the removal of the processed pro-inflammatory, hormone-disrupting, gut-disrupting, driving yeast overgrowth, (laughs) removal of that stuff. So food-like substances, refined carbohydrates, processed products, and then equally focusing on an abundance of whole therapeutic foods that provide us nutrient density and support whole body health. So I kind of have broken down five basic tips. And before we get into them specific on food, I want to talk a little bit on just how we perceive food freedom. This is always a topic I like to cover. And, you know, this like good, better, best perspective. Sure. So one thing that I always like to talk about with clients, especially over the holiday season, is really incorporating mindfulness and slowdown. Now, again, this holiday season is unique to the rest where generally speaking, it's a really busy travel time. There's, you know, so much going on in the fall, transitioning into this, that I think a lot of people have a perspective of a little more slow, but maybe not mentally, emotionally present. So this is the time to really dig into nostalgia, really think through, you know, your family traditions and what part of your conscious mind you want to harness and own the thoughts of versus surrender to the sound bites of the narrative and media that we're getting during this season. So I think that this is a really good time what I'm saying in a long-winded way is to reclaim your mental health in the holiday yeah, season yeah. with intention and purpose. So I think it's really important to start there. Yeah, I love that. Um, anything specific that you're doing or intend to do in terms of the mental health piece of the puzzle? Well, I, I'm still such a huge proponent of mantras. You know, we talked about that two episodes ago when we looked at Stella's genetic panel. And I think that, you know, inserting the thoughts that you want to have organically or passively with intention and purpose is really important because that becomes more osmotic. And there's, again, so much sound and so much social scroll Mm -hmm. (laughs) that penetrates whether we believe or subscribe to these thoughts or these ideas. Um, We are seeing things that become a part of us. And so we have to really claim and be protective on our boundaries and barriers as well as those intentional seeds that we plant. Sure. I like that. And I think barriers are an important thing to to discuss in the holidays. Yeah. Uh, How do you suggest establishing barriers, Becky, and expectations during this time? And especially as we're maybe seeing members that we haven't seen or having deeper conversations. And we'll get into the logistics after we talk food, but just general on barriers. Mm. (laughs) Well, I mean, especially during this season, and I think we'll talk more about specifics of, you know, what is and is not appropriate for table talk but I think that is something that needs to be laid out very clearly if people are coming to visit you or even coming just from in town that you haven't seen in a while um 
establishing what the rules of your household, if you're the one hosting, and I know you did this with your parents of like, okay, I want to have a really frank conversation of what are you guys comfortable with? Because in my house, we don't wear masks and I'm planning to hug you if I haven't seen you in months. So I think that's really important just to have that conversation up front. And, you know, if people aren't comfortable, maybe it's not a good idea to gather the way that you're planning. Right. Yeah. So I think expectations are important to, to state, sure. especially in the, the season. And then I think the mindfulness can even go into our selection of foods at the day of Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, you name it, um, as well as this like mindful presence throughout this last two months of the calendar year. So, you know, intention and purpose can be done in a sense of like, I am calm, I am grounded, but also sitting and being present and tasting the flavors in your food. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of us, when we're in that stress fight or flight mode, we don't slow down to actually have dinner with our dinner (laughs) or to really surrender an experience. So I think one thing you can do in your household is discuss the flavors at your mealtime, especially with your children. It's a really good way for mindful eating, Um, talking about hunger and satiety. And um, I like to always passively be more proactive with uh, movement as well. So a lot of our family traditions are going to incorporate like hiking and things like that that are going to mobilize blood glucose and help digestive function but overall in the perspective of where foods fit i really like the idea of what christina kerp says love the food that loves your loves you back excuse me love the food that loves you back and so when i look at eating and i look at things that i'm excited about in the holidays i immediately think about beyond the flavor profile how will this make me feel how will eating X make me feel? How will eating Y make me feel? And if it's an opportunity to honor and nourish my body and indulge and enjoy, then I'm all for it. Um, but I do not believe that food freedom is wearing blinders while you beat the crap out of your mm-hmm. body and then deal with the inflamed guilt shame train that only creates the perpetual vicious cookie cycle, if you will. Yep. And I think that's especially important this season when you know a lot of what's been out there kind of circulating is, oh, just let yourself off the hook. It's okay to gain the quarantine 15 or or 20 and no shame if, you know, that has happened or you've slipped, but I think, you know, reining it in for this next two months and not just letting the holidays kind of slide you into January worse off than ever. Yeah. One of my big words I've been working on with a lot of clients is the word fortitude. Sure. And I really like like that. that as we close the year and thinking about honoring the frame of your body And, um, you know, that's where I've been even encouraging a little bit more during this time of the year. Maybe cardio goes down a little bit, especially in those of you that are in the really cold areas Mm -hmm. that can't get outside for as long. Maybe you're snowshoeing and doing things like that. But this is where resistance training, like core work and arm weights and these types of things can help us to feel empowered in our body, really tonified and grounded and, and carry that that concept of fortitude, which I think really helps with strength of spirit sure. as well. And I think that that's an important thing to consider. So having that relationship with your foods where you know which foods aren't worth it and which foods are. And for me, that isn't AIP, right? I don't, I don't follow an autoimmune protocol, but for me, it would be following something that is definitely gluten-free because gluten tears me up. Mm-hmm. Never is it worth for me to have gluten. And also even watching the amount of carbohydrates that I take in as far as the blood sugar effect. 
Um, I definitely will do more of a carb cycling approach on Thanksgiving and we'll, we'll talk about starchy vegetables and such and even some nut flour bases for pies. Uh, but gluten is one that's just a really strong non-negotiable for me. And then I even watch with my blood sugar intake, my negotiations on which carbs I select, because if I just go hog wild, even if it was all paleo, I will have an unfavorable blood sugar response, which doesn't feel good in my neurological system. I get really buzzy. I get swelling in the hands. I sleep poorly. And then that next morning, I'm less of a present mom for my daughter. And I think it's important we equally connect the idea that with uh, eating and binge eating or um, taking in, I guess, uh, less than ideal food intake, we're often filling a void that we're lacking spiritually or emotionally. And so if it, this is the time that you're not seeing family, you need to be aware that you might be externally seeking to fill that mm-hmm. void more this season than maybe last times. And, and, and think about that. How filling is a hug? Like how filling is a really good hug with a loved one and that oxytocin and that bliss factor. And if we're lacking that, we will, you know, survival and wired the way our neurotransmitters work, be seeking those those dopamine releases in other ways. Totally. Um, let's talk through maybe some food as medicine goals or things we want to see on our plate during Thanksgiving. So maybe some ways to ramp up nutrient density. Yes. So one of my top fives is always to get in your greens. And that's like the mantra we keep revisiting with uh, our keto food as medicine group. I think that that's a big change that a lot of people experience is that I recommend two to three cups of leafy greens per day with all of our food as medicine keto people. And I would recommend that during the holiday season as well. Um, I'm a huge fan of leafy greens, especially the winter greens. We get really cool, dense, you know, whether we're talking about collards or whether we're talking about the various forms of kale, you know, like the red boar and the lacinato. Uh, we have such fun, different, dense winter greens that can be braised, which would be basically like sauteing onions and garlic, then throwing in the greens with the fat, uh, and then adding some cooking liquid, often bone broth would be my selection there. So braising greens is really fantastic. Greens can be used in a base of a salad, but the dark winter leafy greens are really a powerhouse of minerals and B vitamins, which can support a mellow mood. So you're getting that folate from that foliage, which helps, of course, with serotonin. Um, We get a nice support of magnesium in the leafy greens, which aids in stress-busting effects. And they also can provide us good detox support and digestive support. They're going to add that insoluble fiber bulking element, which will aid in bowel motility, and then even um, detox support for both phase one and phase two. Yes, we're getting a ton of arugula and like lettuces and things in our farm share right now that I'm getting inspired by for sure. Yes. Um, And then incorporating within that, you know, um, herbs, spices, seasonings, things like lemon, garlic, and olive oil, maybe in, you know, a dressing or using some apple cider vinegar in your braised greens, as you mentioned, to stimulate bile flow in the liver and gallbladder and aid in that digestive function. Yeah, that's an important point to make. It's it, it's so interesting. It's really important that always when you have leafy greens, any season, whether they're raw or cooked, that they're always incorporated with a fat and an acid. So, you know, I've had people say, oh, well, I eat salad, but I don't even use a dressing. I just squeeze a little bit of lemon. So 
again, the acid, like the lemon or the apple cider vinegar, that's going to provide the bile flow, support the gallbladder, um, and that acidity aids in the mineral absorption in the greens. So that's important. But you also need the fat because greens are a great source of vitamin A and vitamin K. Um, and so to get those fat-soluble vitamins, we do need the fat incorporated in the cooking process as well or in that dressing. So we always need an acid and a fat with our greens. I think that's a really good point. And then um, on the topic of fats, I know you said Thanksgiving for you and for me too, um, definitely incorporates more carb cycling, but you're definitely still staying fat dominant in your macros. Totally. And I would say that would be the second goal of itself in the holiday season. And when we're thinking of modifying traditional family recipes and such is choosing quality fats. You know, fats are such a building block for our hormones, our cellular function, as well as our satiety. So they're going to be really important to ensure that we know we're avoiding those PUFAs or those polyunsaturated fats. Uh, We've seen in research that the polyunsaturated fats, of course, can drive inflammation if they're dominant in omega-6. And we can also see them driving more oxidative stress in the body. Many of them are rancid and highly refined to get these tiny seeds. And we're talking about like canola as an example, um, which is also known as rapeseed. Uh, but canola has to be really expeller, high heat pressed uh, to be able to get the oil out of those tiny seeds. And then there's a lot of rancidity. And, and so then there's bleaching and again, a lot of oxidative stress. So these polyunsaturated fats are really not health supporting. They can definitely stress the body's metabolism and inflammatory process. So when we're choosing fats, we really want to look for solid or saturated fats in our cooking process. If the fat is saturated, it's going to have less opportunity for oxidation, which means less prone towards shifting into a trans fat, um, or again, having that inflammation impact in the body. So the saturated fats that we like to work with are grass-fed butter or ghee, coconut oil, lard, and nut butters. These are really great to incorporate in recipes. And um, if we're thinking of like a pie crust and baked goods, right? This is often where there's gonna be a poor quality hydrogenated vegetable oil. So that would be, again, that PUFA or that Mm -hmm. polyunsaturated fat, often even partially hydrogenated, so an exact trans fat in the pie crust as is. So we wanna go back to how like great grandma did it and use lard in our pie crusts. Um, You know, we like Fatworks, we like Epic brand. These are two that you can get likely at your grocery store. And you know, the lard is actually gonna be dominant in a monounsaturated fat, oleic acid, which is very heart healthy, the same actual fat that's in olives. So I think lard gets such a bad rep. Yeah, it does from the Crisco industry, from, you know, from shortening, vegetable shortening really tried to scare people away from lard. Um, but that, that monounsaturated oleic acid is fantastic and really even aids in regulating cholesterol metabolism in the body. Uh, so we're going to have again, less inflammation and a heart healthy fat. I would say that lard's, um, fat, crystals, the crystallization in lard is really fantastic for like that flaky crust. If you are using flour, um, you're not going to get a flaky crust with almond flour, (laughs) no matter what, just so you know. (laughs) And honestly, with nut flour crusts, you don't have to use lard because you're going to make almost like a nut butter blend with your nuts. Um, We'll talk about that when we talk about our menu in a moment. Um, But freezing your lard will actually allow you to do this fine grate texture. So you can use like a microplane with a frozen, you can portion out the amount of lard for the 
recipe a couple days before, you know, put that in a Pyrex container and then chunk that out and grate that. And that's going to give you a really fantastic like buttery pie crust. So you could use like a, you know, King Arthur's gluten-free yeah, blend. Like a cup if, for cup mm-hmm. type. Uh, Costco actually sells one a cup now. Cup. Yep, um, similar to it. They call it okay. measure for measure, something oh, that's a, the, like, a ripoff. Brand. But um, it was pretty decent. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's not grain free. But it's definitely a better choice to still stay gluten free and would work probably best for a, a pie crust like you're talking about. Totally. And then we don't have to stay shy of your, you know, liquid fats for typically like cold pressed non-cooking applications so like salad dressings I always lead with a quality olive oil and I think avocado oil would be an appropriate option as well you'd probably do the cold pressed avocado oil for a salad Um, and then there is that expeller pressed avocado oil and that's one of my like fudges I would say in the household I do like the chosen foods from Costco as we're speaking on it Uh, spraying um, avocado oil it is um, free of um, I was going to say expeller Expellents? What's it called? A uh, boogers. You're asking the wrong. <laughs> the the, the new wrong mom brain. Mom brain. Um, propellants. It propellants. Doesn't, it yep. doesn't, isn't that that word? I think Propellant. So. Um, basically, it doesn't have um, added chemicals in the spraying mechanism, if you will. And so it, it's just the way that the can function works. And so it is just avocado oil. And there's been a lot of fake avocado oils on the market. And Chosen Foods is one that was tested that was confirmed to be pure avocado oil. Yes. So I like to use that to kind of make my veggies glisten. And then I may even blend with a drizzle of olive oil because that avocado oil at 500 degrees Fahrenheit will protect in blending with that olive oil. Otherwise, I would do that avocado oil spray and then allow that saturated fat to melt on my baking pan just because I'm a little lazy. One last step and then uh, pull things out of the oven like 10 minutes into the process and retoss them to get them nice and glistening. Yep. And the avocado oil is a great hack for baking too, for greasing any pan. Oh, totally. Yeah, super easy. Um, and then as we're talking about um, desserts and pie crusts, I think another really great tip is to try to use nut flours over those grain-based flours whenever possible. Yeah, you know, so the benefits of using a nut flour is that they are always going to be lower carb than a grain-derived flour. There's always going to be more fiber, more protein, and there is not synthetic re-enrichment of the nut flour. So this is like hazelnut flour, or you might hear it called almond meal or almond flour. Um, These are really fantastic because they do provide that satiety. This is what I use in all, pretty much all of our baked goods, yeah. Right, Becky, I'm trying to think of anything that doesn't. That's pretty much all we use. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> At least for the last couple of years or so. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, you know, they are pretty user-friendly. If they're blanched, um, like the almond uh, meal, often you can get with the skin in, which would be like that darker, multicolored, or if it's really light cream-colored, it's going to be more blanched. And by removing the skin, then that does create a little more fine texture, mm-hmm. which would be better for baking. But the, the beauty is that there's no bleaching, there's no extraction of nutrients. And again, the synthetic enrichment is concerning when we're looking at MTHFR um, because that's that genetic mutation that plays a role with methylate, methylated folate. And if the individual has a SNP on the MTHFR gene, then getting synthetic folic 
acid that's an IC folic acid in any flour-based food is going to drive inflammation and hinder detoxification processes. So this is why I'm really opposed to enriched foods in general, like your vitamin waters and, you know, really a lot of the like cereal products that are given to kids as early as six months on and all of those like teethers and any Mm -hmm. baby slash toddler product, generally speaking, that isn't of a paleo known nutrient dense brand is going to be synthetically enriched. So we're unfortunately providing that disservice right away on that neurological development pathway. So yeah. How do you like to use your nut flowers beyond baked goods? Any other? Yeah. So I'll use nut flowers also. I, I don't use nut flowers often to thicken. So I would like to call that out. Um, You know, a lot of people will ask, like, for instance, for a gravy or something like that. No, you're not going to do good (laughs) with a nut flour. Nope, don't do that. And I generally use nut flours for, like, yes, baking. I can use them savory or, um, quote unquote, like lightly sweetened um, in like a cookie or a biscuit. Um, If I'm to do a pie crust, I'm generally going to use whole nuts that Mm -hmm. I use in a food processor with an S blade and pulse them. And then, um, you know, maybe blend in some nut flour with some pulsed nuts and some nut butter and coconut oil to press that in. I might even use some whole dates um, to aid in that texture. Um, And so that can be used as a pie crust. And then I would say I use small amounts of coconut flour. I'm not a big fan of that one. It's very... um, uh, moisture sequestering <laughs> and so it can really um, get cakey mm-hmm. or dry in recipes I generally will use like a cup and a half almond flour to like maybe one tablespoon maybe a one cup to one tablespoon max but generally even less so like a one cup to a one to two teaspoon coconut flour ratio if I'm making a recipe yep I see a lot of recipes that are coconut flour dominant and I just feel like they're going to be very dry. It doesn't work well yeah. for my palate yeah. and my my texture preferences. Um, so if I am thickening something savory, I'm actually going to use more often arrowroot. Mm-hmm. Um, arrowroot I really like as a fine um, starch uh, thickener or gelatin. And I'll often yeah. use a combination yep. of the two. But I've been doing a lot more because it's inspired by Alex Snodgrass of Define Dish and her like... Um, you know, Mongolian beef and some of her stir fries, she coats a lot of her raw proteins in arrowroot with salt and pepper and other seasonings. And it does provide a really good toothy crunch, um, which I think is fantastic. Oh yeah. You made us that, um, Mongolian stir fry, I think Mm -hmm. like it's good four weeks into (laughs) Noah's life when I was like, I'm not cooking at home. You can (laughs) feed me anytime. Um, and it was fantastic. Yeah. It's great. It's really good. We'll, we'll put her book yeah. in our gift-giving guide this year. Good idea. I'm writing that down. Um, and then beyond that, I think bone broth is another um, really great tool that you know you can use throughout the holiday season, but definitely something on Thanksgiving that you want to have a plan what to do with that turkey carcass. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I've been talking bone broth and Thanksgiving turkey for over a decade now. And it seemed like the one time a year when I could get people to make bone yeah. broth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and now I'm so grateful. It's cool to see the health trends where more people are eating more snout to tail and more people are eating more diverse cuts of meat and cooking whole animal that now more people are roasting chickens. So they're making bone broth more regularly or they're getting their beef knuckle as you know we've done so much content now on the Naturally Nourished YouTube channel. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go on over there. And if you have checked it out and haven't subscribed and um, activated the updates or alerts, is that what it's called? It's the little bell. 
whatever that Alert. is, notification, notification. Yeah. yeah. When you do that, that really helps us to grow the channel. And also it keeps you updated when we put out free content every week. Um, but we've done an episode now on, you know, five reasons why you should drink bone broth. We've done an episode on, you know, troubleshooting homemade bone broth where we made a, a both rotisserie chicken bone broth and a beef knuckle and marrow broth. We've done an episode on how to do a bone broth fast. And it seems like a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot of content. Yep. And that bone broth fast could be great, like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, or we feel like we've just kind of overindulged, um, or just using bone broth as a tool, like to sip on throughout the day, maybe on Thanksgiving, if you don't eat until later, I think that could be a really nice tool as well. Yeah. I've been doing, uh, like a meal in a cup, a mug in a meal in a mug, I guess, or whatever, uh, with bone broth for a lot of clients transitioning who were getting uh, maybe burned out on their protein shake. A lot of my clients that are doing the, the food is medicine keto program do like one meal, one protein shake with the grass fed way, and maybe one snack. And they follow generally speaking, like a 16, eight fasted plan. And so what I've been doing with a lot of them is saying, okay, well now we can play with subbing that shake and doing eight to 12 ounces of bone broth in your mug. And then you might cut up like wild cod that was frozen and you just kind of uh, simmer that into the cooking liquid and add some scallions and miso, or you might throw some rotisserie chicken mm-hmm. and avocado hunks back into the chicken broth with some hot sauce. Um, so it's a really easy way to make a meal in a mug um, and get that nutrient density of the glycine and the glutamine, as well as getting a vehicle for protein, savory flavor profile, and and a lot of food as medicine add-ins can be brought in with broth. I love that. We'll have to blog meal in a mug yeah. at some point in the future. I like that. So bone broth, of course, I'm super passionate about. As I mentioned, there's tons of content on the, the YouTube channel about it, but highlights are that you know bone broth is going to support your immune system it aids it as a facelift for your gut right so that galt or gut associated lymphatic uh, system is going to be or gut associated lymphatic tissue um, is going to reside in your gi tract and um, supporting your gut lining maintaining healthy integrity of the gut uh, lining and really fueling your enterocytes your gut cells with glutamine, uh, which is an amino acid that's rich in bone broth, is a great way to support the immune system for that reason. So you're kind of cooling and supporting the house or the foundational space where a lot of the immune system function resides. And then also you're creating that space for the microbiome to flourish in, in that area. We see that as we support gut health, we see less food sensitivity, less inflammation, especially if again, like Becky mentioned, you maybe fell off your clean eating plan, focusing regularly on bone broth would be really important during this time to facilitate the repair process. And if you are dealing with GI upset or the stress of this year created, I I mean, I can't tell you guys how much gastritis I've seen Mm -hmm. and how much inflammatory gut diagnoses I've seen during this season of high stress with COVID. So I would really suggest if you're dealing with a touchy GI tract, check out our gut rehab bundle, um, which incorporates the GI lining support, the targeted strength probiotic, which is the 50-50 blend of lacto bifido at that four times uh, potency of the restore baseline. That's what I take every night. Um, I take the targeted. And then there's also super turmeric in there. So it hits you with the anti-inflammatory microbiome and gut lining support. And that would be a really good trifecta if your GI has been off. Um, And you may even start there before gut cleanse during this time of the season if you feel like stress was the bigger culprit. Yeah, and then digest aid would be another one I would throw onto that mix um, to have on hand throughout the holidays if you are 
you know, going to indulge and, you know, try a little of something that's outside of your regular spectrum or wheelhouse, or if you're just eating a little bit more, um, off plan than normal. So a little bit more like indulgence in cheese plates and yeah, things like that. Yeah, just the, the DPP-4 in there, yep. which helps to break down the casein and the gliadin, uh, the inflammatory proteins in dairy and gluten, uh, is helpful in itself for cross-contamination and other types of things. And, you know, the digest aid is also in a bundle that I'm thinking of, which would be another option uh, for you guys. If you don't have known inflammatory bowel and you're not sure if you have gastritis, then you'd maybe do the digestive essentials bundle, which is the GI lining support, still getting that repair and insurance policy, if you will, that oopy goopy coating for your gut lining. Um, and then you're getting the digest aid in there and then you are getting the restore baseline mm-hmm. probiotics. It's a little bit cheaper. And what's neat about that is you can use the restore baseline probiotic to do the probiotic challenge. And then you can really discern if you need that targeted strength, heavier hitter probiotic, or you can also see if you fail the probiotic challenge, maybe you do need the gut cleanse. And so that's something probably it would be a powerful stepping stool going into the, the end of the year. Yes. And we now have a probiotic challenge video that we can send you guys to and Instead of having to like read it on the blog, you can see us detail how to do it. So I'll yes. link that in the show notes. Awesome. And then other things, just because I can muse on broth all sure. day, uh, I would highlight the neurotransmitter uh, and neuromuscular impacts that we get from glycine. Um, glycine is just so fantastic as a releaser for the tension we hold in our body, um, and it aids in GABA. Um, production. So GABA is that neuroinhibitory calming compound. I think that would go on our um, Thanksgiving survival bundle. Uh-huh. <laughs> Detox packs too. Yep. We'll get there. I'll yep. make a wrap up of subs, <laughs> subs you need to get through the holiday season. But because um, GABA calm is always good oh, yeah. before speaking to your mother. Um, and uh, yeah, so glycine helps with that GABA production. And then there's also cysteine in bone broth, which acts as an expectorant so it breaks up mucus and phlegm and also serves as an antioxidant to boost glutathione Um, so especially as we're seeing respiratory illness and um, we're seeing in a lot of studies with covid specifically that that glutathione um, level is really important for um, having less severity of symptoms if infected yes i think really good points so many things that bone broth is good for yes Um, and then on that kind of whole animal train Let's talk about organs, and um, hopefully we'll be getting plenty of organs with our, our turkey oh, <laughs> this year. Oh, let's tell everyone what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. <laughs> yeah, so this weekend, Byron and Brady are going to Rome Ranch, and I've shared them on Instagram before, um, and we have so much to cover today. I don't, don't have much to go in with them, but awesome regenerative agriculture um, company. It's the people that owned uh, Epic uh, brand of foods and when they sold that off then opened Rome Ranch and they have buffalo on property and pigs and chickens and turkeys and Byron and Brady are going to be harvesting their turkey there so they're going to you know, what's a nice way hunt it's not going to be hunted because they will actually you know they're they're ranging free with the buffalo mm-hmm. um, but, but because this is like a big harvesting day they're going to actually I guess li- like line the turkeys up but they are going to be shot in the fields where they live, so they're not like going through a processing, right? I guess um, vat per se. Um, and uh, then you know Brady and Byron will do a part where they you know drain the blood, so they will cut the neck, drain the blood, harvest all the organs, um, you know blanch the bird to defeather. We'll probably have more details after they've done it and a lot of pictures to share. But we're really excited to be in, intimately 
involved even more and more and more as we are conscious consumers in the sustainability aspects of connecting ourselves direct with our ranchers and into our food system. Integrating into our food system is something that I want to continue to grow more and more as I, you know, learn about the importance of voting with our dollar and really decentralizing our food system because this is where we get much more nutrient density. So um, organs in any level of your bird, whether you're purchasing a heritage bird from your farmer's market or you're getting a organic bird from, you know, some form of an online um, agent of sorts or at your Whole Foods or natural grocery store, you're, you're going to generally get organs included within it and it'll come in that bag. Mm-hmm. Make sure if this is your first year yeah. cooking a turkey, yeah. <laughs> it's fully thawed and you reach into that yeah. carcass and you grab yeah. out the bags. There's sometimes multiple bags of yeah. organs. <laughs> And um, you'll generally get the turkey neck, um, the kidneys, the heart, and the liver. And, um, you know, these are really fantastic nutrient-dense sources. Um, We get a lot of CoQ10, a lot of mitochondrial support there. We also get vitamin A and C in our organs. We get choline and a powerhouse delivery of B vitamins. So all of this works together to support energy, metabolism, and even mood stability, especially with stress burnout. Um, So really great way to incorporate is by just sauteing the organs in fat with onions. And um, I'll also add thyme or or some form of a, a, a pretty robust herb like rosemary or something like that. And then I will simmer that with a cup of bone broth while my turkey is roasting. And then um, as I'm like deglazing my turkey in my roasting pan, um, I'll add a little bit of uh, wine sometimes, more butter throughout the process. Um, I start to add back in some of the chopped simmered organs as I'm ladling um, over my broth. So we're adding some throughout that process. And then um, at the end, um, when I strain the, the liquid that was left in the pan, I, I deglaze my pan. Um, once I've removed the turkey after the roasting process, I, I deglaze the pan, separate that liquid and pour off um, some of that excess fat. And then I will use like heavy whipping cream and then season to taste a delicious um, uh gravy and I will use the organs generally pureed into there. I was going to say you're blending it mm-hmm. so there's not just like chunks of right. I've always given my family the like finely diced chunks so I think the blender technique is a, a way better sell. It's really nice <laughs> and and honestly depending on how much organ you get you can also incorporate diced sauteed organ mm-hmm. into a form of like a stuffing um, or another savory thing and then I'll put the links on our uh, show notes of our simple organ puree pate and our peanut butter liver pate because these are great recipes to get organs in outside of the holiday season. Yes good point or if you forget to use them that day and they're still hanging out in your fridge the next day (laughs) yes and you know on that vein we will share with you guys our holiday recipe roundup link which has so many recipes from our pumpkin panna cotta to our bacon wrapped butternut squash which I did last year as an appetizer and I might do this year again with like crispy sage leaf on top um, to even fun cocktails like our kombucha collagen fizz, which has collagen in it. So you're getting some like gut support and some probiotic in there with your gin cocktail. Totally. And we've got a cranberry sauce with orange zest. I think we'll be making that this year as well. That's been a staple since I got that recipe from you back in the day. Yeah, I can't stop making that yep. one. That's my favorite. Yep. It's so fantastic with the fresh cinnamon and orange zest and those cranberries just kind of pop in that coconut oil. And you know, you get such great support to inhibit bacterial overgrowth. We know the benefit of cranberries for like UTI, um, but those proanthocyanins um, are really fantastic antioxidants too. 
Um, and then we have the Brussels sprouts with bacon and cranberries on that blog, as well as some gravy and all sorts of fun stuff. Let's talk about our lineup for this Thanksgiving. Yeah, so we are celebrating together um, because yeah. neither of us are traveling this year um, with kind of an assembled crew of your family and our chosen family. Um, so we'll be making for appetizers, I think we're thinking the um, beet hummus from the Naturally Nourished Cookbook back in the day with crudite, so really nice bright flavor profile um also really pretty presentation that yeah. i think just looks Such a super pretty nice magenta color yeah. yeah we'll definitely have byron photograph us uh, making some of this too i think this year yeah and i was thinking on wednesday the day before we'll probably make the cranberries because yeah. that doesn't require any other things you know from the day of and that beet dip and then maybe i'll even get i'm going to probably do those squash butternut squash chunks with the bacon where i'll have them all wrapped Wednesday evening and then you know pop those in like Thursday once guests come um we were jiving on this chocolate bacon pie thing that we haven't really fully conceptualized I'll save that until we get that on the blog but we're playing with something in the vein of like pecans and cacao and chocolate and maybe like a ganache Mm -hmm. layer or something bacon pie crust Uh, yeah like bacon (laughs) like maybe weaved in through the I don't know yeah something can come to life with that or hunks (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we're going to do a a riff on a recipe that Becky loves from the Jerusalem cookbook, that cauliflower salad, which is like a warm, hearty served salad. Yeah, it has celery and parsley and like a champagne type vinaigrette and then pomegranate seeds, a really nice, bright crunch. Yes. And then I'll probably do a dressing or like a stuffing with a paleo bread. What's the bread? Seriously. Yeah, bread seriously. Yeah, bread seriously. I'll probably hunk that, toast it, and then incorporate a little bit of that organ, rosemary, bone broth, celery, onion kind of thing and do a bake of that. Uh, I'm going to do smashed potatoes with brie, roasted garlic, and thyme. And I'm not adding cauliflower to that. I'm just going for <laughs> yeah. it. The real deal. Carb with cycle. The, with the indulgence of the brie, <laughs> you know. Um, and I like to cut even the rind into there to get some of that nice, full, robust flavor profile. And then this year for greens, instead of a, another salad, since we have that cauliflower roughage salad, we're going to do like a creamed kale, um, a creamed winter greens with bone broth, heavy cream, and a lot of rich salty savory seasoning going on there and then our friend Jody's bringing a whole brisket smoked uh, that we'll be slicing up and then we're going to spatch cook our turkey so if you haven't done that I've done this with chickens and I did it with my turkey last year and it was great so you basically cut out the backbone and then you're able to open up the bird this really helps with the distribution of the heat Um, I always have such a trouble with the thigh Uh that like thigh joint area and and the bird not coming to temp and then burning other areas yeah yep. so parts are overcooked parts are undercooked batch cooking is where it's at and I'll put a link to a blog on showing you the steps of that yes and I think we were planning to maybe brine the turkey depending on you know timeline <laughs> getting all this done um, and then in terms of Thanksgiving and and holiday activities let's just talk for a second about maybe some of the plans there um, and then give our supplement kind of survival guide if you will um so i know we're planning on some outside time i don't know if it'll be a walk or a hike i used to always do a turkey trot on thanksgiving morning so i think like getting going getting outside before you even get in the kitchen and start that cooking process or you know planning into the day where you set some stuff in the oven maybe you leave the dudes at home to watch it and like 
you know, the ladies go out for a walk or vice versa, or the dudes go play, you know, tag football, whatever that is. Yeah, I love that. So you could do like a fun outdoor (laughs) scavenger hunt if you have children. Um, And I think that that's a really fun type of activity. Everything you collect could be uh, assigned something that you're grateful for. And then you could put together a tablescape with that. And I think that that's a a really great activity to put the kids on. (laughs) Uh, And so hiking and getting outside, even doing things like leaf pressing. um, you know, the wax paper. Yeah. We used to do that as kids or doing like leaf rubbings with crayons. And you could have the kids make the place place settings. Mm-hmm. So you could also have paint out. Uh, we will have Stella and her three cousins. Well, four with Noah. Um, so five kiddos, but you know Noah's kind of just hanging on for the yeah. ride. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, four kids that'll be bopping around from ranges of ages of four to eight. So that'll be fun. We'll, we'll have some activities like that for them. And then um, we like this game, which is called like the top billboard song game, where you get the people that are coming over. This could be any time. It doesn't have to be holidays. Um, and you get everyone's birth date, like by the year. So, you know, like whatever. Um, and you look at the top billboard song when they were born. So like my birthday song is Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen. It's a really good you one. You know, <laughs> dun, 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 Caribbean queen, dun, 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 you know that one? Yeah. Um, so you, it's so fun because then like as the songs play, it's like, oh yeah, Brady's uh, birthday song is Maniac. Like yep. she's a maniac. You know, so there's just great classics. Um, Byron's is all night long. Oh yeah. Yep. A good one. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's just fun. Um, so we love that that game. We're gonna do that with all the guests. So as it's playing, we can be like, ah, oh, cheers! This is your song. And on that vein, Dry Farm Wine. Um, I will put a link. They're doing a promo, which y'all should take advantage of, so that if you are partaking in alcohol during the holiday season, you are at least drinking glyphosate-free wine, right? Wine that does not have a side of neurotoxin or Mm -hmm. mega purple or, you know, additive food colorants and chemicals and such that don't belong in the human body. Uh, So we will definitely have a good old case of dry farm wine. And along with that, pairs really nicely a detox pack from Naturally Nourished. I feel like that should just be on, like, the place setting, honestly. Digested Digested in a detox detox pack. pack. And then the Gabacom gets passed like when you get into conversations, because it's inevitable that people are going to be talking about COVID and the bad season and all of the things. Yeah. So just a closing thought on that. Yeah. And, and I know we have a whole episode that we'll have to come out with, with updates in where things are at with masking and XYZ, because man, I, I think I mentioned two episodes ago, how we're just seeing more styes and bacterial pneumonia and, um, you know, the health hazards of masking. And I've been in situations where I've been, you know, talking to a friend and they'll say, wait, you don't believe in masks. And I'll say, oh no, it's not that I don't believe in masks. I, I even further, I actually believe that they're net harmful, that they're actually a hazard to our health. It's not that I don't believe that. It's not that I just believe that they're neutral and may or may not work. I believe that they are a health hazard. And that's usually a pretty staunch, you know, 180 from someone who, especially if a different parent at that celebration is someone who feels confident putting a mask on their child. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I just think that in all ways, shapes and forms, um, you know, standing your ground and having that fortitude, as we discussed in the beginning, is really important. And also questioning and discerning what you're sharing, how influential it will be, and if it's expressed and shared in a way of empowerment and love versus judgment or shame delivery. Because honestly, no one in your family or friends need more shame or um, you know negative no. 
impact because there's so much of that fear already going on. So you may, in a gentle, loving way, discuss considerations in incongruency of logic. Um, you may identify some areas of, oh, I'm hearing you say that, but what I'm seeing is this. Um, you might ask uh, a family member, like, what daily decisions are you doing differently than other cold or flu seasons? And if we look at the case fatality rate, does it make sense to layer on these additional parameters other than if sick, don't come, <laughs> and you know, if a fever, stay home, and take care of yourself and wash your hands? Um, and so I think it's okay to, to do some of that. For instance, with my mother, when we were talking, um, you know, she identified, she was like, oh, I said, you know, to the level of like, she lives in an apartment building. And I was like, to the level of like, are you aware of what time you go and get the mail? Because you're worried there's other bodies in the hallway. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, as a nurse, like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that that's logical? And, and she was like, you know, we, we really processed mm -hmm. it. And, and I think it just comes down to supporting them with faith over fear yep. um, and, and just sharing with your loved ones. If you feel like they're in this psyop, if you feel like they're way down the rabbit hole, just considerations and gentle and keep saying, you know, I'm, I'm not, and this is not Thanksgiving talk to be clear. This is like the loved one conversation yeah, we have yeah, on yeah. a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. This is not a like table conversation, but I think it's okay to question them and keep bringing it back to love. You know, I, I told my mom point blank, I said, I love you, mom, and I just want to ensure that you're not making choices that inhibit your quality of life just to get ticks on the calendar of quantity of life. And I said, you know, in your age group, mom, you're sitting at a 99.5% case fatality rate, which is pretty damn comparable to the flu. And you've had the flu before and you've this X, Y, and Z. And so for you to miss out on not seeing your grandkids in their Halloween costumes on Halloween, I believe that that's a huge qualitative insult to your life. And I don't think that you're gonna get much bang for your buck on skipping out of that said activity. And so I think that this is all new territory for yeah. us. And some of us are aching if we feel that there are choices that are being made by loved ones that are inhibiting or I guess interfering with their quality of life. And I think the only way we can round them out with it is by building up their faith in their immune system, building up their faith and connection to their community and loved ones, and to their spiritual connection to something greater than them, greater than government for damn sure, greater than policymakers. Um, and so that's my, my closing thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, just coming from a place of, of love. And these may be conversations that you have to do little by little and, and kind of piece by piece and definitely not just a big open forum <laughs> yes. at the Thanksgiving table, although that may happen in some families and where that, you just lay it all out. <laughs> and, and maybe that's okay. I mean, my mom in that conversation was like, but what about that healthy 20-year-old that got it? And I said, you only know about that because of sensationalized right. media, mom. Right. There's a 20-something-year-old that died of a brain aneurysm. There's a 20-something-year-old that died of, you know, another contagious pathogen. There's a 20. And I said, it's just not being sensational and sold to you because there's sure. not a multi-billion dollar vaccine at the end of it. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> love, 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 love. Yes. <laughs> all comes back to love, love, love. Um, I hope you all have a fantastic holiday season. We will put together our Thanksgiving blog link with all of these fantastic recipes. And again, digest aid before, probiotic at bed, detox pack before and after probably, along with some GI lining support. And uh, GABACOM will be your friend yep. if there are any <laughs> controversial conversations. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. 
connect with Allie and Becky at Allie Miller RD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.